Hey friends, welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including, but not limited to, spirituality and well-being. Sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer, welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated. And if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. Hello and welcome back. I recently had a request from a follower asking me to talk about dreams. So let's first talk about what shamanism is. Um, my specific shaman teachings come from Mayan principles as well as Crow and Cheyenne. Um, so when you hear shamanism, these are teachings in different respects to the culture itself and where the teaching specifically comes from. There are a lot of different indigenous tribes and there are a lot of different ways of teaching. So um, every type of shamanism you are going to, I guess, what is the word I'm looking for? Every type of shamanism that you are going to come across, for lack of better word right now, um, is all going to be slightly different in how they approach their teachings. It doesn't mean that one is either right or wrong. It just means it's slightly different. Um, so shamanism is not some sort of weird medicine man, um, voodoo. It's, <laughs> it's literally walking a path for a lifetime of healing. So what no longer serves us, we remove by working on it and healing, and we choose to embrace a new pattern. So every single day is an opportunity to heal. It's also a path to dreaming. So you can move through things that you never really thought you could. And in doing so, we also look at our dream time. So our everyday life when we're awake is essentially our path that we are sorting out in waking life. But we also take what we need from the dream time to bring things to fruition in the waking life, if that makes sense. So a lot of the time, what we dream about is something that our dreamer or... How do I explain this? Our dreamer is essentially part of our work field. It is also our soul. It is not separate of us so it is almost like it is our higher self it is our future self um and it can really provide 
insight to us that we wouldn't normally see within our waking life. So we can learn to quicken our ability to, we'll say, manifest in our waking life by paying more attention to our dreams and what our dreamer has to tell us. So, for those of you who were curious about dreams, um, I myself have always been a very lucid dreamer, meaning when I dream, I am not necessarily aware that I am in a dream. I mean, I am aware that I am in the dream, if this makes sense, but it's like I'm not just an outsider looking in, in terms of perception. I am actually looking through said person's eyes and experiencing this dream. So I I dream walk a lot. Um, in the last year, when I started my shamanism school, our first weekend was essentially meant to strengthen our dreamers. And what I found is that when I started to journal about my dream time, I started to be able to better remember my dreams. So a lot of the time, like I said, I had lucid dreams. I was aware that I was in a dream, but I was also aware that I was kind of like, it sounds weird, but you know when you play a video game and it's like that first person point of view, that's exactly how I dream. So it's kind of like a video game, but not a video game. <laughs> um, and so with this, I would have these dreams, but then I would forget about it as soon as I would wake up. And so part of our homework was to start journaling said dreams. And I'll get to it a little bit later, but it's not necessarily about journaling everything that happened in order for you to remember. It's It's got a little bit of a different perspective to it. So um, what I'll start with is the fact that we had to create a dream intent. And what I mean by that is... <clears throat> We are dedicating our dream time to a specific idea or something that we are looking for in order to um, further our waking life. So, just a side note that I'll put here is the more that we're able to talk about a dream, and the more that we're able to connect with it, that's also going to help us not only in our waking life, but also helping with our dream time when we're able to connect to that side of things. So <clears throat> the specific, I guess, point of dream journaling is, I'll use the specific word that we were taught is like dream harvesting. So like I said, there's our dreamer, which is a part of us, almost like our higher self that is um, better able to show us how we can get further in our waking life or live up to whatever sorts of potentialities that we have for ourselves. And so 
dream harvesting is actually taking the medicine from our dreams. Um, almost asking your body what it needs and just being able to work through that to get to the place that you want to. Um, so I'll give a little bit more of an explanation of how we were taught exactly what dreaming is. So we have the physical world, which for us, that's called the tonal world. So it's not the spiritual world. And so in terms of this, the tonal world sits in a circle in the center. And then if we draw directly through that center and outside of it, we draw an infinity symbol. The tonal stays in the very middle of that infinity, right where it crosses paths. And then in the right side, so the center of that infinity on the right side, is your waking dream. And on the left side is your sleeping dream. And so in our tonal, right in the center, this is where our head and our thinking, all that fun stuff is. And this is where we can have issues with dreaming because this is where your head doesn't believe. Or life stresses can affect this cycle, the details of your life, on and on, right? So in our waking dream is what we're experiencing during the day that we can take to our dreamer. And essentially what we're looking for is can my dreamer come back with more information and cycle through? So where I'm putting my attention during the day is where my intention goes at night, if this makes sense. And when we look at the sleeping dream, we're bringing that intention. So say I have something going on in my waking life that I'm like, okay, dreamer, how can I get X out of life? So say I'm looking to get more power out of life. And in terms of this, maybe personal power, how can I stand in my own personal power? So you create this intent before you go to bed, whether you speak it out loud, whether you write it down in journal, whatever it is that you do in order to connect with this. We go to the sleeping dream. And this is where we're downloading that information if you're paying attention and if you have intention. Because a lot of the time, most of us will just go to sleep and we'll have all these crazy ass dreams and we'll be like, I have no idea what the fuck this was about. So then you'll go to other people and you'll talk about it. And it's almost doing you a disservice. And I'll get to that in a moment. But when we're in our sleeping dream, we're downloading this information. And if we're paying attention, like I said, if we have that intention, we're better able to sort out what this is that we can take into the waking dream. So ask yourself for memory of it and direction for your waking life. Now, in terms of dreams, are you staying open to what you are experiencing for dreams? Are you trying to avoid energy loss dreams? And what I mean by this, 
and I had this a lot growing up and I didn't understand until we actually went over it. When you have nightmares, those are actually taking away your energy. Especially if they're so vivid that you're feeling afraid or you feel anxious or like how many of you have had dreams where maybe there's a big spider and it comes in like bites you or it's trying to attack you and you're just literally losing energy you wake up from said nightmare and you're just not rested so yes nightmares can cause energy loss but nightmares can also be showing you something you need to work on in life so it's not always in a literal sense like oh my god a spider was trying to bite me Okay, well, what do spiders mean in life? How do they... How do they go about the tonal world? How do they um, forage? How do they live? How do they raise their offspring? It doesn't always need to be like such a literal, like scary thing. But a lot of the time, if we aren't used to thinking of it in this way it is just consistently an energy loss and a nightmare for you so if you do find you have a lot of nightmares maybe start by setting an intention to not have nightmares or if you do have a nightmare and you're realizing that it's starting to get to a nightmare do you have enough practice in your dreams to rewrite the dream that that is not what is occurring or do you have enough power to wake yourself up from the dream so that you don't continue to lose that energy and if you are having these nightmares clear your energy in the morning like i said rewrite your dreams with different options from different dreamscapes so say you are having a nightmare about like maybe a serial killer and it's chasing you like Maybe you're not in that dark alley being chased by someone. Maybe you're in a meadow just running in a field with butterflies. Like, I know it sounds like pretty like woo-woo, but that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> Let's just say if we're better able to practice that, we will become stronger dreamers. Now, I'm going to tell you through a medicine wheel, which is what a lot of our teachings come through. And a medicine wheel goes by the cardinal directions of north, south, east, and west. And then we have the non-cardinal directions, which are usually northeast, southeast, southwest, northwest. So the thing that I'm going to talk about in terms of dream interpretation and before we actually get into the medicine wheel, I want to talk about how you essentially give away the powers of your dreams or you don't necessarily... Keep that power to yourself or 
you take on other people's perspectives of what your dream means when it could mean something not like that at all entirely, but you got someone else's perspective on it. So the biggest thing that I learned is to actually not go outside of yourself, not go talk to friends or family about your dreams per se. I mean, you can tell them about your dream, but you don't need to take on their interpretation of it. Because what it means to someone else is not going to mean the same thing that your dreamer is possibly trying to tell you. And now you're taking on all this other bullshit of trying to make sense of it when that could not be the reality therein. So just be careful of that. Um, also, how you go to sleep matters. So try to avoid going to bed angry. Try to avoid going to bed after watching a scary movie and now you're scared and now you're inviting in that energy to your dreams. Just a thought. <laughs> so, I'm just touching on this again before I get into the medicine wheel. When we are listening to other people's stories of something, we are playing a witness that means you don't need to comment on it. And I myself still struggle with this. <laughs> because sometimes you just are there to listen and you don't need to put your perspective on things. And I don't mean to do it in like a, a rude, let's make it about me. I find I comment on things and give a perspective about what has happened to me as a way to almost like communicate that I understand what you're talking about and I've been there. So I'm also working on not commenting on things. So hold back. Take it in. Do not discuss it back and forth. The more you play into these stories, the more you retell your stories, that is almost like you are playing into that story. Every time you tell a story, you're reliving it. Every time you emotionally charge yourself about a story, you're bringing and inviting that energy back in. So once you finally get to a point where you're able to tell a story and it doesn't come from an emotional side, you are then just telling a story and it's not necessarily a piece of you anymore. Yes, maybe that something happened for you at the time, but it's not actually you, if that makes sense. So, let's talk about the medicine wheel. <laughs> All right. Do, do, do. So most of the wheels usually typically start in the east um, and kind of goes its way around just depending on the teaching itself. So this dream interpretation medicine wheel in the east. So this is like a big circle. And directly at the east, on the outside of the circle, I am the dreamer. I dream the dream. So, a lot of the time we go into this, like I said, the dreamer is an extension of yourself. A lot of the time we go into it being like, I don't understand this at all. What does it mean? And we're going in with our logical brain being like, what does it mean? <laughs> What we need to be doing is asking the dreamer what it means to them. What are they trying to show you? 
going in to the west. So on the outside of the west side of the circle, interpret the dream yourself. So what I talked about earlier, don't be necessarily going and talking to other people about your dream. So you're interpreting the dream yourself because they are your symbols. What can you work on in your waking life? It's not always a literal meaning, like I said, but it's like, what is the relationship to that? And I've been saying this to a lot of people lately, instead of asking your mind, ask your belly. And I know it sounds funny, but remember, we all have this gut instinct. We have this knowing. This is where we're digesting our emotions. Not only are we physically digesting food there, but we're actually digesting emotions. So how are we actually feeling gut instinct wise in terms of this dream? So for myself, even over this last weekend when I had to interpret some of my own dreams, let me just read you <clears throat> something here. So our question for homework the other night was, how do I wield benevolent power? And I could 100% just go below in my journal and I could write out everything that happened in my dream, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm not retelling a story here. But sometimes it can be good in order to kind of recall your dreams and start to remember them but that's not what we're going here for i am looking for the overall feeling i'm asking my dreamer what is this my answer was standing and speaking truth without aggression without lowering myself to any fighting arguments or pettiness and just like meeting it with love that was the answer that I got from that dream. And that's most certainly not the dream that I had. My dream actually involved a lot of scenarios where I could have gotten upset, where I could have gotten argumentative, where I could have done all of these things that wouldn't have served my purpose of being in a position of benevolent power. So that's just a little tidbit for you before we move on. We're going to the south. So again, on the outside of the circle, on the south side, what was your intent? So looking at your dream through the lens of the intent that you made, and hopefully that last example I just gave you puts that into perspective. So I'm looking at my dream through the lens of the intent that I made, and that was the answer that I got. In the north, what kind of dream stream was it? So the quality and the nature of the dream, for example, was it a recycling day? <laughs> um, were you doing some kind of healing? Was it, and by like recycling day, I mean like, were you recycling the day that you had? The festivities throughout your day, did that come up in your dream? Like, say you had, like, such a busy day at work, you had a dream that you were working and you just couldn't catch up. That's what I mean by recycling day. 
Um, was your dream precognitive? I'm also a huge, huge precognitive dreamer, meaning I'll have a lot of dreams about things while I'm sleeping and then say six months later during the waking dream throughout my day and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm having deja vu because I've dreamt about this. So it's like I had a precognitive dream of that timeline and now it's playing out, if that makes sense. So what kind of dream stream was it? And does it give you energy or deplete? As I said before, the message isn't always apparent. So if I'm sitting here being like, oh, a spider bit me and like, I'm, a, I'm afraid of spiders. Like, no, like I said, look up the medicine of the animal, look up the medicine of the interaction. Perhaps it was trying to give you something, but it's not as literal as you think it is. Going to the south of center. So in the center of the circle on the south side of it. What is the feeling of the dream? Now again, this isn't about being logical. What is the actual feeling of it? Was it trying to get your attention? Was it sad? Did I accomplish? Sorry, accomplish, not accomplish. I was trying to put those two together. <laughs> Did I accomplish my intent? So, like I said in my dream journal, I'm constructing my answer based off of how I was feeling. Moving on to the southeast, what is the overall sense of the dream? Now this could be whether I'm feeling safe, whether I'm feeling anxious, am I sad, am I excited, am I what is the overall sense or the feeling of it? Southwest. What are the most important objects in the dream? And by the way, Southeast and Southwest are now back on the outside of the circle. So we're not in the center. So what are the most important objects in the dream. For example, you were in a cabin, your whole family was there, and it was by a lakeside or the ocean. Was the water choppy? What was the landscape? Did you thoroughly check the space? And what I mean by that is maybe you are at this cabin with your family and it turns into serial killer mode. Did you thoroughly, when you first walked into your cabin, did you check every room to make sure it was safe? Safe in your dream time? I know it sounds fucking silly as shit, but this is the reality of it. If you are making a safe space for yourself, then you are better able to experience what you need to experience from that intent that you're setting. And easier said than done, but these are things to look at when you start practicing your dreaming. The Northwest, on the outside of the circle. How does this dream relate to my life? Past, present, future. Is it something you are currently facing? Is it something that you can bring into your waking life right then? 
Is there something in your subconscious from the past that you're still holding on to? Are you reliving moments over and over again? How does it apply? Northeast. What is the power or the light side of the dream? What was the weak or the dark side? There are always things for it to show you in these regards. And the last one, north of center. So we're back on the inside of the circle in the north. Bridge the dream and ask that more be revealed during the day. So say I'm using that example of benevolent power. I'm asking for more to be revealed during the day. So yes, I have gotten my answer. Perhaps if I start following that frame of mind from the answer that I got, that's going to reveal more to me in my waking life and experience, my human experience, that I'm going to get more out of it. And perhaps I'll see how I can really gain that benevolent power and step into it in the physicality. But definitely bridging that is going to help you get more. And this turns into a cycle. Again, it's not linear. It's not that you start on one day and then you have it all done and you've sorted it all out. It's, it's a cycle of things. Some days you're going to remember your dreams. Some days you're not. Some days you're not going to have any dreams at all. It really has to do with how you are setting that intent and practicing it. It doesn't have to be on a daily basis, but the more you do it, again, it's like forming habits. So, hopefully this helps to put a little bit more perspective on your dreams. And if you would like to hear more topics on shamanism, please let me know. (laughs) 